Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz Show, brought to you by WorldWideBrands.com. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Robin Cowie. Today, I'm lucky enough to again be joined by the lovely and brilliant Miss Lisa Satora of uh, WhatDoISell.com. Lisa, welcome to the show. Last week's show, we talked about what you should do prior to attending a trade show or convention and what you should do during attending a trade show and convention. This week, Lisa and I are going to tackle follow-up and things that you should remember when starting a relationship with a supplier. So Lisa, let's start with follow-up. Okay, so we've come home, we've divided our information into two groups. Yes, the groups you want to have, the group that you're going to act on now that you're going to follow through with the products that really caught your eye while you were at the show and sync that information up with what's in your product sourcing notebook where you should right. have made notes. And then you're going to have a group that you're going to look at later on. because That you're going to look on later on. So yeah. Is it yeah. a 2080 rule? Or yeah. Is it... yeah, I really believe in the 2080 rule because what I find is if people do it 50-50, they get too overwhelmed and tend to put it off and not take action. I've talked to so many people who have literally come home from shows and taken their suitcase full of information, and it's been so overwhelming they just sit it in the corner, and we don't want that. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say the 80 other percent, you'll get to those things and you will go through them, but that top 20% is probably your actionable items. It okay. is. Another thing I want to say, too, is that people need to be doing a product sourcing activity on a daily basis. Right. So rather than sitting down and spending one entire eight-hour day trying to weed through the product sourcing information, you really need to schedule that into your daily activities at least an hour. If you can swing it with your operational activities, maybe two hours a day because it helps to give you some perspective. If you call a supplier on a Monday, by Friday you might be working on different suppliers and have some different ideas. But also, that's very important to be built into your daily operations because right. otherwise you can't grow your business and add to your product line if you're only leaving this as a sporadic activity. Absolutely. Now, another good reason for making that pile of actionable items is that you want to follow up on the show pretty quickly because yeah. even if they don't remember you and really don't expect the suppliers to remember you, they might. But remember, they've been inundated with people, but they will know that they just went to that show. So if you say, hey, I met you at the show, you might not remember me, but we talked about this and that, they will definitely be very open to you at that point because they were just at that show. The whole experience is fresh in their memory. It's good to follow up quickly, even if it's in the form of an email. That is so true because on the heels of the show, they are expecting new retailers to come and place orders with them. They're expecting to get a lot of contacts. You've really got your foot in the door because you have attended the show, you've picked up their literature, you've talked to the representatives. This makes it a lot easier actually to start to establish that relationship with them once you've seen them at the show. But when you do contact them, remember this is going to be your first impression and oh, yeah. first impressions are very important. One of the things that we want to do actually before we make that call or before we send that email, is we want to spend a little bit of time doing our product research, uh -huh. our product market research, to find out if the products that we are interested in sourcing have a market demand. And that could be whether you sell on eBay or Yahoo or your own website. You want to get online and do your research to see what is the market demand of the product. 
Whatever venue you sell in, you go on, you look at your marketplace, and you see are there other products that are selling there, and what is the price point that they're selling at, and how are they being marketed. There's a couple of things before we pick up that phone that we should make sure we have, right, Lisa? Yes. We want to make sure that we have a business email address with a domain name, for example, rob at worldwidebrands.com, and you also want to have a business message on your voicemail. And the thing about this is that when you are calling a supplier, if you have to leave a voicemail or very likely they're going to call you back with further information, you don't want them to call your home phone and hear some people have music on their answering machines or the kids. If you are unable to spend the money to get a business line, which some people when they're just starting out do not have the money to get a business line, at that point you want to have a professional business message on your phone. You can let your friends and family know that for right now we're using this business message on our personal phone so that when the supplier calls back, they know they're dealing with a legitimate business. And And, and really write write that message down. You know, don't just record it. I would write it down, yes. think about what you're saying, and make it as professional as possible. And we were talking a little bit earlier about should you call or should you email. And I wanted to get back to that a little bit because I really advocate that you leverage the best use of your time. So I always recommend that people do both, that they send emails for those suppliers where you're just looking for some basic information. Sending them a very professionally well-worded email can be a way to get four or five responses back where you may only be able to make two or three phone calls each day that you're working on this. Right. I teach a system called doing a supplier dry run, especially if you're new to this, where you call suppliers that you're more casually interested in and save the ones that you really, really want to work with until you're feeling comfortable with making those phone calls. That's a great idea because the more confident, the more comfortable you feel on the line, that really comes through over the telephone line. People can perceive a lot by the way you talk and what you ask for and and everything like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, they really can. And, you know, certain industries have certain terminology. So if I'm calling to place an order in the cosmetics industry, those suppliers may speak to me in almost a different language than if I'm calling to place orders in the hardware industry. So if you do a supplier dry run, it gets you familiar and it gets you comfortable with the questions they're going to ask you. Also, what I recommend and what I do myself is do a flight plan, so to speak, of the questions that you're going to ask. Identify the information that you need to know ahead of time. Write it out and have it right there in front of you when you're calling them so that you can refer to things. Because remember, you want to be as professional as possible, as quick as possible, and get the information that you need. You do. And, you know, I do that. I mean, to this day, I still have three-by-five note cards where I write everything out because even though I've done this a number of times, I have so much going on in my head that I tend to forget. And you don't want to hang up the phone and go, oh, darn, you know, I meant to ask them so-and-so. So it's really good, like you said, to have a flight plan and write everything down. Right, right. So when you pick up the phone, preferably at the trade show, you picked up the name of a person or you have a business card and you're calling that person. I would recommend just saying, hi, this is Rob Cowie with XYZ Company. I'm looking for Joe Blow. I met him recently at this trade show and I have a couple of follow-up questions. Is this a good time to talk? I always like asking that question, is this a good time to talk, because people are busy and people are crazy, and that shows immediately that you're respecting their space. And it really does. The other thing is that it's so important that you are very direct and you get to the point, 
because, as you said, people are busy and you want to respect their time. When you call them and you ask specifically for or mention the name of the person that you met with at the show, you show that you are well prepared and that you know specifically what information that you need to get. And that is really important. That goes a long way in the supplier looking at you and saying, you know what, I'm on the phone with a business person who also has limited time, and we want to get right down to business and get to talking about the details. Exactly, exactly. And then if you get a no, it's not a good time to talk right now, make sure you say, okay, well, when would it be a convenient time for me to call you back? Try and get an appointment time, and then stick to that appointment time. Put it in your schedule and call them back at that specific time. Or the other thing I would do is follow it up with an email. Every call that you make, Follow it up an email. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Remind them this is who I am. This is the information I'm looking for. And you may get it back in an email form then. That is such great advice because it all comes down to basic business etiquette. Following up a conversation with an email cements in that supplier's mind that they talk to you. Now they have your email address on file. They can contact you easily. When you're sending your emails, run spell checker, type them professionally. I always start my emails with Dear Rob or Dear Chris. It is very formal, but a lot of people tend to be more informal with email. I've literally seen supplier emails where people will say, Hey, Joe, how are you doing? This is not the way to approach a corporation when you want to buy their products. Right. Absolutely. Again, it's that whole credibility issue that we talk about so much. The more professional you are, the more you show them that you should be taken seriously, the more you're going to get their attention and the better information you're going to get. Exactly. And, you know, one other thing that people will want to do before they contact the suppliers is they're going to want to create a professional-looking letterhead with their logo as well as a professional fax cover sheet. And actually, you can go to Microsoft.com and type in templates, and you can download free templates for logos or for cover sheets. Even if you have Microsoft Word, they have the free templates right there in your listing of new documents. And then you just insert your logo. The template is there, so it's all laid out for you. You type in your business information, and now you have a very professional document. So when the supplier says, could you please fax me your business license, you don't want to just fax them the business license. You want to have a fax cover sheet that tells who the fax is going to, what the fax is about, the number of sheets in the fax. You also want to have, if you're going to send them anything in the mail, you don't want to just pop it in an envelope. You want to have a cover sheet with a professionally formatted business letter And Microsoft does all of this for you. They lay it out. All you have to do is type in your specific information. Well, let's talk a little bit about the kinds of questions that you might be asking because we've pretty much got a good idea of the product. You've done your market research, so you know that generally there's a high demand for this product. There seems to be competitors out there because there normally is, but you see an opportunity, so you've got an angle here. Most of the times you're trying to find out critical pricing information. Let's talk about pricing for a second because... The one thing that I get over and over again is people calling me up and saying, when I got to their website, the prices are way too much and I can't compete with those prices. Well, let me tell you this. People don't put prices on a website. And if they do, they're not accurate pricing. Pricing goes up and down depending on the volume you're buying. There's a lot of different changes for pricing. Remember, you're building a relationship. So when I'm calling on the phone 
or talking with someone over email, and I'm asking what the price is, if they quote me a price, first of all, you're right, they're not going to quote you the same price that's on the website because they do not want the general public to know what their best wholesale prices are. Absolutely. But when you're speaking with someone on the phone and you ask, what is your price? There's all sorts of variables as far as maybe this is their base price, but they have an offer for free shipping, which can save you considerable money. Maybe they have a volume discount where if you buy a certain percentage more, they're going to drop your per unit price. You've got to work at it, and you've also got to shop around. That's one supplier. Odds are you might be able to find another supplier. But one thing I want to caution as a general principle here when you're on the phone with these suppliers, do not lie. Yes. You don't have to say it right away. You can bring it up later on, but you should tell people that you're selling their product on the Internet, right, right on eBay, if, you, if you're selling on eBay. If you tell them something that's not true, it will come back to bite you, and it will cause so many problems down the line. You know, and it really will. The reality of it is that eventually they will find out where you're selling the product one way or another, especially if you're very successful with their product and you want to keep ordering more and more, you don't want to damage that relationship at the outset by not being truthful about how you're marketing their product. So when you tell them what your selling venue is, and you know you can get your information first and then decide if you want to pursue ordering from them and then go into more detail about your business model. But really, suppliers nowadays are becoming more open to in general. Be diligent and detailed. We're out of time with Lisa Satora, www.whatdoisell.com. Thank you so much. I'm Robin Cowie. Today's Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz show has been brought to you by WorldwideBrands.com and Entrepreneur.com. Join us again next week for more free eBiz education with the Internet's leading product sourcing experts.